Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from Storyteller Academy. Learn the art of storytelling from published authors, illustrators, and editors at Storyteller Academy. Sign up today at StorytellerAcademy.com. Support also comes from Bharat Babies. Bharat Babies produces children's books about India with a story for everyone. I've featured their books several times on the podcast and through blog posts, but now I've got a special offer for you, dear podcast listener. Visit baratbabies.com and get $5 off any purchase of $19.95 or more when you use the code READINGISRAD. That's baratbabies.com, B-H-A-R-A-T-B-A-B-I-E-S.com. Offer code READINGISRAD. I got into, like, making children's books because I love doing illustration, right? Yeah. But I, I never thought of I never thought of what it really meant as in the work being out there. In my mind it was it was just such a vague, like an inexistent situation. Like, oh yeah my book is out there. But I never thought like the what it really meant to have your book out there. And now um yeah, I think if I would have known, I don't think I will be doing books. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. It's it's scary and it's vulnerable it is. and it's yes. wonderful yes. at the same time because you know you love your book and then right. critique group loves your book and then editors love your book but then children love your book and that's just I think that's what all of us dream for. It's true. You were born. You were set apart. Special. A gift. You made someone a mother, making their life infinitely more complex. For the gift of you. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 500. I'm your host, Matthew Winner, and today I'm joined by Haley Barrett and Juana Martinez-Neal, the author and the illustrator of Baby Moon. Baby Moon is a picture book about that time just after a baby is born, when time is intentionally set aside for a new family to rest and to fall in love together. There is lots of talk of motherhood and moms and that intimacy between baby and new parents in this conversation. That said, I realize this may be a trigger for certain listeners. 
When we recorded this conversation, I was consumed with feelings of love and closeness. It is my hope that you will similarly experience these feelings while listening. Please welcome my guests, Haley Barrett and Juana Martinez-Neal, the author and the illustrator of Baby Moon. My name is Haley Barrett. I'm a children's author. The pronouns I prefer are she, her, and hers. And um, I mostly write picture books. There's, you know, a couple of middle grade ideas in my head and in my heart as well. But my I love picture books, and that's uh, how I spend most of my time. Yes, hi, um, I am Juana Martinez-Neal. I am an author illustrator, more illustrator than author. <laughs> most, most of the time, illustrator than author. And uh, my pronouns are she and hers. And I'm the author illustrator for Alma and how she got her name. And I'm also the illustrator for this amazing book, Baby Moon, that Haley wrote. Yeah. Well, I, I, I love that you both have come together on this book. I love, uh, Juana, that you've received such great accolades as well from from the industry, if you will, or from the library industry, my, my group of people. Um, because so many of us love your work and to see it on Haley's story and Haley's words Mm. is just a really, really beautiful match come together. Haley, your book is, well, I guess as of recording this, it's not quite published yet. So no one, no no one's going to know this book yet. So do you mind introducing Baby Moon to those who have not yet met your book? I would be delighted to introduce Baby Moon. So I, I feel, I mean, I think I'll say, for, first of all, that I feel extraordinarily fortunate that the book of my heart, as we say, um, is my debut book. That that wasn't always a sure thing. I have a couple of other books on the way, and um, for a while we weren't sure which one was coming first, but I couldn't be happier that it's Baby Moon. This is a story that has lived in my heart for a long, long time. Um, I started writing it certainly before I went back through my emails um, certainly before 2013 or around 2013 was when I first started to work on it but um, it comes from my background when I was in a program training to become a nurse midwife I was at the University of Pennsylvania and that's when I first learned about the word baby moon and what it meant as sort of a special time set aside for a new family to rest and to fall in love together and I thought that was just the most beautiful word and um, the most beautiful idea in the world. And I lived with that for a long time. And then I had um, my two children and was lucky to spend some time baby mooning with them, spending quiet time getting to know them. And uh, when it came time for me to become serious about my work, this is the story that emerged. And uh, it's meant to honor that concept. Oh, Wow. It does. It, mm-hmm. it Thank not you. only honors that, but it honors the, uh, as, as I can say, as a parent reading this to my children and with my wife, it honors the memory of, of having that child, of first welcoming that child in, of that closeness, which is, I think, reflected really beautifully in, in reading aloud a picture book too, because we have that closeness again as we read mm-hmm. so so bravo on all counts what a Thank debut you. and what a beautiful beautiful book 
Thank you. The word, uh, you know, I'll quickly add, I did not coin this word. Um, this was coined by a British anthropologist, uh, the late Sheila Kitzinger. Um, this was her word meant to sort of reintroduce the concept of quiet bonding time after the arrival of a new child, which is, of course, something that exists all over the world, but that's very easily forgotten in the sort of hustle and bustle of our lives. Mm. Juana, did you have a baby moon when you have, when you had your baby? I think the very, we have three children. Yeah. So the very, uh, our two boys, no, it was just, uh, it was just uh, Russian. <laughs> 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 and my boys are only 19 months apart. So oh, I felt wow. like, yeah, so I felt like I, I, it felt like a snowball. I got married, I got pregnant, I had a baby, I got pregnant again, I had another baby. So <laughs> <laughs> everything wonderful. happened really fast. Yeah. But, but, you know, nine years after my first boy is born, we found out that we were pregnant, and that's my daughter, Eva. And um, that was a baby moon. That really was. And oh. it was because we were older, and and. Uh, she was our third. We knew it was going to be our last time having a baby. So we really, really enjoyed that time. And I took, you know, like two months, I would say. Um, yes, because she was born in February and I didn't, I took between February and April, I took two months to like step back from everything mm. and just dedicate to being with her. See, and what I love so, hearing here from both of you is just the intention the intention to set aside time to bond, to have closeness. Right, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. In, I think it needs to be, it, it's poor, it's, you, you make that decision. I, I agree, yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, and it's hard, it's really hard, especially when you're hmm. a young parent, it's very difficult to, yes. because you're, you're so nervous about everything. I mean, I can't, <laughs> I have, I have lost count of how many times I end up at the ER with my boys. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yet when she came, it was just perfect. And this book is all about, this is Eva's, yeah, this is I know there's a lot there's a lot to learn it's a time of enormous transition and I, I'd like to just say too that um, as far as however families come together whether it's through adoption or whether a baby is born into a family or whether a baby you know is perfectly healthy and comes home immediately or needs to stay in care for a while I think this is a this is a concept that can apply to all families that, um, mm -hmm. yeah. and that, you know, people, some people live near their family and some people don't, and we all need to kind of work together to make sure that families get the kind of support that they need mm -hmm. to adjust to this new life. And Haley, I appreciated that about your text because I didn't feel like this was a, a book that was counting all of the firsts that happened. And sort of photographing all of the things as as I remember also doing as as new parents that we were putting our son in this outfit and taking a photo and <laughs> posing on the couch with the number one when he was a month old and taking a photo and all these things. This is really about about togetherness, about that closeness, yeah. about again, about that bond. And I think that is really driven home through through that text, through that closeness. Do you mind if I read a little bit to you? Would that be okay? Oh, I love that. 
Because I love the way that I can feel how hard you worked on these words. It just feels <laughs> like you took that time to make every word count. Um, so few words, so much so, time. Oh, I'm sure the, <laughs> the fewer the words, it often seems the longer that, that it mm-hmm. takes. But But the way you labored, if you will, over these words was beautiful. It starts, <laughs> the house is hushed. The lights are low. We're basking in a newborn glow. The note we post says, see you soon. At last, we're on our baby moon. A mellow morning, sunny naps. We stroll about in matching caps. We're reading stories, playing games. We're getting used to brand new names. I think I'll I'll stop there out of fear of reading the entire book. (laughs) I always find myself wanting to do. Um, But there's there's just these beautiful moments that are so evocative there, Haley. And I have to actually nod to Juana as well, because this was, for my memory, the first time I've seen an illustration of a mom breastfeeding her child, Mm. of a mom nursing her child. And what most took me brought me into that moment was as I read it to my four-year-old daughter and her saying um that it was just like mommy's milk um (laughs) and it just was a moment like I I didn't even have to say it you already are making that connection Mm -hmm. and what I loved was that it wasn't it wasn't in the text it was the decision made whether through art notes Haley I didn't see your manuscript but whatever the decision was it came out and it was there and that moment was one of the most intimate moments, I think, that my daughter and I experienced in the book. And it's just a nice surprise. Nice. Yeah. yeah um, and, and I think this came through the idea of having the breastfeeding uh, spread illustration was the fact that the, the words gave me the idea because it says we are reassuring building trust believing that will soon adjust. And it was because I had a, a really hard <laughs> experience with breastfeeding. So, and I, I know I'm not the last, I'm not the only one. And um, so, yeah, I, I, I think it takes, I mean, the experience of motherhood is so, and, and, and this, you know, this goes only for this spread because we represent dad and mom, right? But the, the experience of motherhood is so, complex and so full of different layers that I mean it you just it's so difficult to just try to summarize in like one illustration what Mm. all the emotions that go you know with this new baby and you want to do it all right you want Mm -hmm. to do it all perfect you want everything to be absolutely perfect yet you're human right yeah (laughs) everything is so new yeah Haley, when but I'm, when, I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm sorry. Haley, I was just going to ask when you were writing, did you, I assume this manuscript took um, several times, several attempts, several drafts. Mm-hmm. But when you okay. were pacing out in your story this time together on Baby Moon, um, was that a process that you were building from memory or from finding certain beats and trying to spread them out? What did What did constructing this story look like for you? I think I, um, I started with want, wanting a baby moon to be something attainable. 
I started with a 24 hour period of time. That was sort of what was in my imagination and in my heart as I, as I wrote. So I, I began with either a late night or early morning thought of the lights being low and a new person being in the house. And then I moved the family and the story through that 24 hours. Um, and that, that kind of helped me just hit all the points of the, of the day. So that, you know, there, there are times in the day when you feel very confident when things are going well. And then there are times, especially later in the day when you're tired (laughs) and you begin to lose confidence and then, you know, that's sort of that rhythmic dance of back and forth of getting to know each other and what, you know, this is something that, you know, you imagine for nine months or for however long you've dreamed of having this child. And, but now it's a reality and you have to get to know each other and, and trust that you will get to know each other and yeah. that you will adjust and that you will learn a lot. My favorite turn of phrase that you use, Haley, is awkward grace. Oh. I loved soothing water and warm embrace of tentative and awkward grace. I love that. Thank you very much. <laughs> because Oh, the first bath. We don't forget bath, that, right? <laughs> but it was words that I just knew. Oh. I knew immediately. Mm-hmm. I, you know, th- I have to call out as well. Juana, I I know that you know that I study your work. I look close. I lean into your work. And in this book in particular, I love the curves that you've Mm. made because they seem to me to keep making circles, a literal bond around child and parent, child and family. But I also noticed in this particular, your work with the, with the individual's eyes in particular, the mother's eyes, her eyes change all the time. And with that beautiful moment of, of nursing as well. I feel like you had like these beautiful Picasso eyes there that were just, they, they feel <laughs> so labored over. And it was just, it was, uh, it, I could, I could tell much like with Haley's um, intention on correct word choice in this book, Juana, I could just see how much you wanted to get those details right. And I love that. But I, I think the the biggest the biggest thing when I was working on this book is just I just wanted the skin tones to be right and to be dark. That's that was my my like my biggest hope that they were dark, but at the same time you will have you know highlights and 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 not be flat but have some tones to it. Because that's how we are, right? We reflect light. <laughs> right. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, and, and I think that's the reason why, in general, the, the, I try to le- leave all the other rest of the colors muted so they will just shine. I mean, the contrast of her skin against that dress, it just pops. And, and I love that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I think cool. we all love that. <laughs> I feel I safe. I can safely say we all love that. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. you know it's the beautiful. curves. Yeah, the curves. I, I, I mean, you brought it up, and and I don't think it was purposeful. It just happened, mm-hmm. and because it feels like you know you're having a baby, so you're constantly carrying this baby, right? <laughs> moving him around, moving the baby around, him or her around, and and I think it was just. 
completely unplanned, but yeah, it does happen. <laughs> but it's it's mimicked in everything, and it's all so. I guess it made me think about how soft and protective it is around this baby. That you've got the shape of mommy's lap, the even the dog curving around, or the mm. rug, or the pillows. Everything is curved that way. It's just mm-hmm. soft. It's gentle. I think the hardest lines you have are the um, the letter blocks that are are spelling out daddy. Um, <laughs> yes, right. Daddy and, and mommy. mommy. Yeah. Right, I love that. Mm. Juana, it was fun to learn their names. <laughs> I was I was talking to some um I was doing the a videotaping at Kidlit TV the other day and that was yes. something that I mentioned was that was wonderful for me to learn their you know this family that's lived in my heart for so long and in my head for so long. It was beautiful to learn their names. Mm, thank you. I really loved that. <laughs> It was a great. It was a great well, treat to see that. Yeah, I, I think you know it, it was important for me to have a biracial couple, and mm-hmm. and the fact that she's a Spanish speaker because that's how we, mm-hmm. that's how you call the mom, mommy, mm-hmm. right? Mommy. Uh, it's spelled M A M I, and and I think it was important for me to make that distinction, um, that there are two languages at the house. I love and, that. Yeah. Well, Juana, you know, I sent a copy of this back to Peru. <laughs> with my uh, with my great niece and nephew who live in Lima, mm-hmm. so they took a co- well, they took a copy of Alma, not Baby Moon, but oh. mm-hmm, they're bilingual kids, of course. So love it. It's yeah. fun, right? It's great. Yeah. Ay ay ay, all of it, <laughs> all of it. You you labor and labor over this. Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from the Little Feminist Book Club. Little Feminist wants to help you diversify your child's bookshelf. Each month, they send one to two books featuring characters of underrepresented backgrounds, and Little Feminist spends months consulting with a team of educators, librarians, and parents to pick each book and create a suite of hands-on activities to accompany them. Go to littlefeminist.com and use the coupon code WINNER for $5 off when you order or click on the link at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast and get started today. Raise good humans one children's book at a time. Juana, you, uh, I, I, I know as an illustrator of other people's work that that an editor will, will bring work by you or you will be considered for certain work. Do you recall what it was like to see this manuscript? Um, I think it happened very close to after Marilee, because it's my say, the same. Marilee is my editor for Alma, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Marilee is also the editor for Baby Moon. Mm. And I think it happened short, I think it happened a few months after Alma was acquired, because Alma was acquired in October, and this must have been in. I think it was early in the year. Mm. Could it be March of 2016 that I got it? I think so. That makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. So it was shortly after, it was very shortly after Marilee had acquired Alma. <clears throat> and uh, I, I just remember being so, the manuscript being so open that it gave me room to, you know, 
make it whatever I wanted, right? Um, and I think that's what I like the most, besides the fact that it's, you know, a story with a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get to illustrate a baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I love it. So, Haley, yes. there you go. Now you know how to get Juana to illustrate another book. Just make <laughs> babies. <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> Oh, no, but, I mean, so it's, nice it's, it's, I mean, you, we have to also talk about Mary Lee because yeah. she's the one who thought I would be the one yes. who would be the right person to do it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she's I, and, and I'm, I do not stop being so amazed at the work that editors do because they do see things way before, way before I can personally say I see them. They are so so far ahead <laughs> it, it's just mind-blowing i mean their job is just amazing yeah i there has to be a certain mindset to be able to even read a manuscript and visualize whose Ooh. art looks like would, yeah. would dress this manuscript best yeah. that's so yes. neat that they that they thought of you because when you i don't know it any differently Haley. i haven't known you for that long to have like mm-hmm. read your manuscript with without any um illustrator attached right but to yes. read the book as i have it and to just go well yeah of course it's wanna of course it's the both of you together it just makes sense um means that there was some sort of big magic at play there's per- just a perfect a perfect connection i think and um i'm so happy with that just to see it manifest into something of such beauty yeah is, it couldn't be better it, yeah. it couldn't, Juana could not have envisioned more perfect illustrations for this book, I think. Thank you. So, yes, it's exquisite. It was, it was mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> and it also looks really, really good on display. If I can just, like, the cover just reads, <laughs> I'm just going to say, not only does the cover read well, but then you take off the, the dust jacket and it's just got the most precious case wrapping. <laughs> oh, I, I like it too. I'm very proud of that case wrapping. Yeah, case so cover. Yeah. Just the, the yeah. gentle yellow and the curled up baby. And, you know, I I, I, I love that the, I don't know, the, the neutralness of having yellows, of not playing I into agree. like yeah, our, our brains that. automatically go to a certain gender because we've yeah. sort of just been, you know, programmed that way. So to have yeah. yellow just allows the reader to put themselves onto the book. Mm. And that's that's a really nice place to live. Yeah, and that that was something that um that was something that I as I was make working on the thumbnails, I that's exactly what I thought. We need to go yellow because my mm. I have an aunt who's no longer with us, but um she used to do baby clothes but like she will need them and and it was a company i mean they they made them in huge quantities and sold them right in peru but they will do the most beautiful hand-needed clothes and 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 i remember clearly how they were either white or yellow because you never knew at that time you didn't know what you were going to have and the same with blankets and and their little dresses and the outfits and the pants, everything was those colors. So I think I went back to my to my aunt and and what she did when I thought, oh no, this needs to be this needs to be yellow. <laughs> well, that's nice to know that yeah, her imprint beautiful. is there in the story as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. and I like that it's sort of I was I was 
thinking about this today and um, I love the sort of sense of privacy that this family has during as we read the text they they're sort of it's sort of like peeking into their life but they're having this beautiful private moment and I, I like to think to myself they know who this baby is but we are still external to what they're experiencing Mm-hmm. And I think it's incredibly beautiful. I also think it's really fun to ask people whether they think it's a baby boy or a baby girl. <laughs> um, that's really fun, too, because people have opinions, and I'm sure children will have opinions yes, about whether yes. they think this little baby is a little boy or a little girl. Ooh, they I will think... bring their own experience to it. I was it. just going to say, I, I work mm-hmm. with children enough to know that they have opinions, but it's because it, mm-hmm. they, they want the, they're placing <laughs> they the know. ownership on that book. Oh, they it must know. be a baby yes. brother because I have a baby brother. Or, or whatever yeah that's mm, that's the greatest it's fun it's, it's about to be theirs Juana it's about to right. be theirs Haley it's yours for now it's you get to there hold go. it but it's about to be theirs Juana <laughs> before so before before we sort of wrap up our time together I want to also make sure that we we call attention to to your to your art itself to the process you use to make it because those textures that you have I know in the note it says it's you you handmade this textured paper. Um, I love the way that it that it causes the, the the pencils to show up in that textured way of the way you've done the hair, the way you've you've added um, shadow on their bodies. There was just a really neat result for the that blend of of paint and and pencil in that textured paper. Yeah, and, and um, I don't I don't make my paper, but I add I do add texture to my paper. What does and, it look like to add the, to hand add hand add the texture uh, to texturize your paper? What is the word here? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't even know because I, I it was I got to it by by experimenting. Yeah, <laughs> and after a lot of like different things that I tried, I found this way of making my you know adding this texture to the paper. And even once I found the right paper and the right medium, then I was experimenting with how thick my layers of paper were or how wrinkled my paper was once I laid it on the on the acrylic paper. See that that there so, that's the research that like we we as readers we never even think to see that it's it's perhaps easier for me to visualize Haley you going through writing a sentence changing some words writing a new mm-hmm. sentence doing things like that but to, to the the concept of let me test out all the papers because <laughs> when we're kids we just kind of you know you you grab the paper you grab the printer paper it's neat to think of the intention as well behind just how your art will be presented yeah, I think it's interesting too, and, and that's something that I encourage everyone who is interested in illustrating. Um, I, I think in order to make it fun, you need to add these um, new things to your work, and that's that's one thing that I try to do. Like I'm always testing new things, either color palettes or or my layers, my my the the even the acrylics, how much acrylic I use or how much color pencil I use uh, or the mix of the two so and and then my my materials will react differently the the actual you know my media my color pencil or my watercolor my I'm sorry my my, my acrylics will react differently too according to how I layer my my you know 
my work. But um, I think it's important to try to experiment because it makes things fun. <laughs> you, never, you never know what's going to happen. And that's, that's interesting. But if you want to know something really funny about the book, and maybe, I don't know if you knew this, Haley, if you oh. go to the... If you go to the endearing sneezes, which is the spread oh, yes. where the dad is sitting on the carpet, <laughs> on the rug, and the baby's looking at him, right? And when I drew that sketch, I don't know what went through my head, but I, I drew, I think I drew two left feet. So it went through sketches, <laughs> oh. and nobody noticed them. <laughs> <laughs> So then we went to painting and I painted my piece just like I sketched it because at that point I'm, you know, I passed. I'm no longer investigating what I'm doing. I'm just painting when I'm on my painting sketch. And then I send my artwork and then I get an, an email from Heather, uh, oh. who is a designer for the book. It says, Juana, copy it. Just found out that you have two left feet. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not much of a dancer this time. Not a dancer, no. <laughs> Could you imagine so, what a what a interesting detail to find? Yeah, yeah. I, I was laughing so hard I couldn't take it. So they chipped the artwork back, and then I thankfully, <laughs> thanks to my technique, I layer my you know my paper my texture again, and then drew the other foot. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, that was kind of funny. Children, children need to hear these stories of how stories are created and, and how artwork is created um, and, and how much it's a lot of focus and attention, but it's also a lot of play. And like Juana was saying about experimenting and trying new things and seeing how it changes is such a beautiful message to send to children that this can continue to be part of their life. Yeah, They don't have to give this up. They can keep playing and, with, yes. and with their words yes. and with stories and that it can continue to enrich their lives. You know, it's beautiful. I hear a lot of play in what Juan is saying with all the art materials and using them differently. And, and I know when, when, I'm, when I'm really into my work and enjoying it, it feels the same way. Yeah. It, you know, right. it could be that I've just had a really long day at work or whatever, Monday, I don't know. But I feel like there's also this really sort of clever, cheeky bit of play that I'm going to follow up with both of you one day when I see you and this and you've been reading this book to children. I want to know how often when you get to that page with the tiny little yawn and the baby yawning, filling the page, I need to know how many children in the audience just yawn. Just automatically oh. yawn because every time I read that book, I'm like, fight it, fight it, fight it. Oh, there's my yawn. Ah, and that Hold that on. little bit. Now I'm gonna keep. Now I'm gonna be watching. They're gonna be watching for the yawn. Just like wait on that page until they. Oh. Well, it's it's been a pleasure talking to you both, Haley. Congratulations on your debut. What a beautiful Thanks. debut! I can't wait to read more from you. Well, it won't be long. I've got uh, my second book is coming out in September, September 3rd. Completely different book called What Miss Mitchell Saw. What Miss Mitchell Saw. From Beach Lane Books. And that is uh, narrative nonfiction about the 19th century Nantucket astronomer Mariah Mitchell and her discovery of a comet. Oh. 
Diana Sudika has done those incredibly beautiful illustrations. And then I've got one coming the spring after called Girl vs. Squirrel with illustrations <laughs> by Renee Andriani. Cool. And Very Lana, cool. I think just this week maybe I saw a cover reveal for another book you have coming out. Is that, oh, yes. is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, that's Fry Bread. Um, by, it's published by Roaring Brook Press and written by Kevin Maylard Noble. Uh, he's a debut author, too. So this year I get two books. Wow. And that will be coming out October 22nd. Yeah. And it's Fry Bread, uh, Native American Family Tradition. That's what the subtitle is. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. I saw that the Debbie Reese had um, just shared a, in a little excitement on the end papers. So yes. I'll just leave oh. that and then maybe I'll, I'll, I'll link her, her blog post about it. But I, I as well can't wait, can't wait to read it. And, and just, I'm smiling knowing the work you put in mm-hmm. and, um, and knowing that your art will be shining out. That's a wonderful thing. All right. So why don't we end our time together by bringing us back to those readers, those perhaps yawning readers that you will see one day. <laughs> um, and Haley, I'll start by asking you that I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Well, there's so many things I'd like to say to a library full of children. Um, I'd like to make sure that each and every one of them know that they have and will always have individual personal dignity that they are endlessly worthwhile and precious. And uh, also, I'd like to encourage them that if they know someone that has a new baby in their family or, you know, a new child in their family, that they should think about ways they can help, whether it's walking the dog or baking some cookies or anything they can do to let that family have some quiet time together. Wana. I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yeah, I think I want to go with play and keep playing. Mm. (laughs) And that's all. (laughs) Great. This is Mel Shewitt, author of the Let's Talk Picture Books blog. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by Matthew Winner in his library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 400 episodes at matthewcwinner.com slash podcast. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. All views and opinions expressed on the show are those of the individuals, myself included, and do not reflect ideas or viewpoints of the publishers of the books referenced. Want to help out the show? Writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which means more content and more amazing guests. And that's a very good thing indeed. Before we leave, I want to give a shout out to all of my patrons, those folks who are supporting the podcast and keeping the lights on care of our Patreon page. Thank you, Jenny, Sue, Amy, Sarah, Kate, Lisa, Darshna, Marianne, Jarrett, Anitra, Mike, Lynn, Link, Corina, Cynthia, Elaine, Doug, Judy, Amanda, Ruth, Laura, Teresa, and others who are coming with me on this journey. You're welcome to come with us, too. Just visit patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner. 
and pick the support tier that's right for you. Teamwork makes the dream work, and each of you are helping to provide the tools necessary to make this podcast even greater. Thank you. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cosy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.